0: The voice of truth. Thank you for listening to Preaching the Word with Nathan Deitch. The voice of truth. do not be afraid. Thank you for joining me for another session in the mysteries of God's Word. Today we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 4. You may be familiar with the story of Cain and Abel, but as I've studied, this scripture, I've found all kinds of treasures buried. So, let's dig in. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel, And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. Just as we look at those first two verses, we see that Adam knew his wife Eve. And that word for knew there is simply that. Adam knew his wife Eve. And knew is being used as a euphemism for sexual relations. Euphemisms of this type were common cross-culturally, and it shouldn't surprise us that this is being used. We also see it used in Genesis chapter 19, verse 5, where that same kind of language is used in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Another less delicate example of a euphemism used is to lie with, seen in Genesis 19, 32-35. Eve says, I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord. While the wording with the help of the Lord is, is found in translations of our Bible, the original Hebrew actually tends towards Eve looking toward the Messiah and the redemption from the curse that God had placed on them. The, the original Hebrew could better be translated I have acquired a male, the Lord. Eve is expecting that Cain is none other than the promised seed. Although Eve is confused about the timing of God's promise, she knows that God has promised that through her seed, a son, a child would be born who would crush. The serpent's head. We learn that Abel was born after, and he was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain was a worker of the ground. Both of these sons had occupations that were respectable and morally acceptable in the eyes of God. Quite often, both flora and fauna are done together in order to live off the earth. People often will raise crops and raise cattle as part of having a farm. It's quite possible that Cain and Abel worked side by side on Adam's farm, as one focused on the sheep and the other on the crops. It's possible this was a family farm. In verse 3, we see that in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. And Cain was very angry, and his face fell. As we look at these verses, we see that Abel brought the firstborn of his flock. We don't have any reference to Cain bringing the first fruits from his fields, but we do have a reference to Abel bringing the firstborn of his flock. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. God found Abel's offering acceptable. But it wasn't simply because it was a first fruit offering, but rather because it was an offering done in faith. And we know that from Scripture itself. Hebrews 11.4 reads, By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. So we see that it was Abel's faith that pleased God. Not simply because he brought the first fruit, but the firstborn of his flock was brought because of his faith. Abel brought his best because he loved the Lord. But for Cain and his offering, God had no regard. Cain did not walk in faith, and so his offering did not please God. It would appear from the text that Cain did not bring his first fruits, but simply brought crops that he wanted to bring and Cain refused to repent of his selfish behavior, which turned into anger and bitterness against his brother, who had walked in faith. It says Cain was very angry, and his face fell. His face falling is a reference to walking in shame and self-pity. We know quite often when we are upset, maybe with ourselves or other people, we look towards the ground. We're upset. And we're feeling sorry for ourselves, Or we're ashamed of what we did. And that's what's happening with Cain. His face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you. But you must rule over it. God was reminding Cain while he's still brewing in his anger, if he had done what was right, his sacrifice would be accepted. It wasn't something personal against Cain or his choice of profession. But rather, if he would come to God in faith, rather than choosing to do whatever he wanted to do, he would be accepted. But because he was thinking only of himself, sin was at the door. And what does that mean, sin is at the door? It means the moment we don't intentionally submit to trusting in God, sin is right there waiting for us. It's waiting to rule over us. It's waiting to control us. God says its desire is contrary to us. This ever-present desire of sin is contrary to what's best for mankind. The sin that lives in our fallen flesh desires not to only disobey God, it sits like a crouched, wild animal, waiting to pounce at any opportunity. But God says, you must rule over it. You must rule over sin. Rather than allowing the wild animal of sin to take control, God tells Cain that he must rule over it as an act of his will. It's not describing that somehow through obedience to the law that we can please God, but rather that we have a responsibility to be intentional about our walk of faith with God. And that's all we have time for today. Join me again as we continue in Genesis chapter 4, Learning the eternal lessons that God is teaching us with Cain and Abel. God bless you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understandings.